Hi, it's Corey Chambers in Los Angeles. Your home sold, guaranteed, or I'll buy it. Thanks for taking a minute to listen in. In a moment, I'll share with you some valuable information about this topic. Industrial loft. Industrial loft. If you see any properties that are of interest to you, let us know. We will gladly send you a property information packet on any loft, condo, or house, or a private preview is available upon request. If you have a home you'd like to sell, you should know that I will guarantee the sale of your present home at a price acceptable to you, or I'll buy it for cash. This guarantee will allow you to buy your next home without worrying about selling your present home. To find out how much you can sell your home for, call me at 213-880-9910 now. Walking around as we have been often lately at Rio de Los Angeles Park in central Los Angeles, not far from downtown Los Angeles, Elysian Park. And in the park is a brand new little garden right in the middle. It says California Native Planting in Progress. And it says Plantacion de Plantas Nativas de California en Progreso. California Native Planting in Progress. So, Obviously, this is a garden of native California plants. And uh, I would assume that most of the other trees and bushes are native to California, but uh, I don't know. But they also put some several stumps, I think, I guess, to sit on. So it's kind of a sitting garden here of California plants. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight eight, nine, ten, maybe, stumps. Looks like they are for sitting. So it's a nice day. It's cool. It's fall weather. The trees are turning yellow. And, um, so our, on the LA, LA Loft blog today is industrial lofts. And we've got a whole bunch of information. We also have reader questions. People asked about five different questions. More than one of them were about industrial lofts, a couple of people asked today about two-story lofts. So two-story, multi-level lofts have been popular. I hear what sounds like a band of uh, engines ready to uh, scalp someone. But I think it's actually just uh, local soccer players excited about scoring a goal. So um, industrial lofts, yeah, just... Take a look. I have talked a lot about industrial lofts over the last uh, week or two. So these are for people who are looking for a place and they want something that's extraordinary and have extra character and big open space with high ceilings, uh, big windows and natural light, um, maybe concrete uh, pillar columns, maybe other types of uh, you know, New York City type of vibe, uh, some historic elements, historic character and energy, uh, while at the same time a, a sense of uh, renewing type of energy, creative energy, creative vibe, and creative neighbors. So that's what industrial lofts are all about, and they tend to be uh, they're t 
lofts tend to be industrial or commercial offices or industrial warehouse or work types of spaces that uh, most of them have been converted from these business business and industrial uses converted under the city of Los Angeles adaptive reuse ordinance or other similar ordinances in California and other states and so they're perfect for live and work they're designed for live and work they were originally designed mostly for work but some of the newer ones were uh, if they were built like within the last um, 10 or 20 years then chances are they were built and designed uh, to be to mimic the style of a loft of an industrial or commercial loft while actually being a new uh, condo or apartment uh, newer construction but uh, most of them are in fact older and they've been converted they were built a lot of them were built um, 100 years ago some were built maybe 40 years ago but most of them like a, closer to 100 years ago and then just converted in the last uh, 10 to 20 years most of them um, so in addition to concrete some of them will have um, polished concrete floors that have those tall concrete pillar columns they will have uh, other uh, pieces of character and uh, details sometimes if it's a historic building it'll have some great um, historic details some of them will have uh, some of the historic buildings that used to be fancy office buildings fancy bank offices uh, fancy government offices a lot of them built during the during the roaring 20s and during the roaring 20s they tended to spend a lot of money on on these buildings uh, because they thought they had uh, unlimited building uh, unlimited money during the 20s so they can get quite fancy so you have all these uh, intricate uh, details uh, for these historic buildings tiles that have multicolor you know high quality tiles much of which still remains a hundred years later because it was uh, high quality so take a look at those on the LA Loft blog, www.laloftblog.com. There's also a form near the bottom of the page where you could request a list of industrial lofts for lease or for sale or for in any neighborhood or make any kind of request. The train is going by, the evening Metrolink commuter rail just went by um, I'm not sure where that train comes and goes from I think it's probably the one that goes all the way to San Diego and maybe goes uh, I'd like to know exactly where how far north it goes I don't think it goes uh, I don't think that one goes out of the greater Los Angeles area for some reason when we take a train to Fresno or San Francisco I'm not sure about San Francisco, but for Fresno, you have to um, you have to get off. You have to actually catch a bus from Union Station, which is a train station. You have to catch a bus to Bakersfield, 
and then take the train from Bakersfield to Fresno. But hopefully one of these days, uh, and unfortunately they're building the uh, train to nowhere, which I disagree vehemently with Governor Newsom on that. It is a train to nowhere when we were, the voters voted for a high-speed train to go from uh, San Diego to Los Angeles to San Francisco, and we got instead a slow-speed train that does not go uh, does not even go from Los Angeles to San Francisco, which is the whole purpose, and yet they want to spend, I don't know, $300 billion or $900 billion, probably probably a trillion dollars by the time it's done for something that just uh, loses money continuously. So that's a disaster. And then I'm not a huge fan of my... Uh, the few it's probably just a few people in Los Angeles that were trying to stop the underground tunnel from Elon Musk who wanted to build a high speed tunnel. But it might not have been LA locals that stopped it. It might have been just Elon deciding that uh he needed someone to pay for the whole thing in in advance. So that's why they're building that Las Vegas thing, because they could actually get money from the uh casinos from the city up front the convention center (coughs) but I think that's more than halfway done now (coughs) that'll be interesting anyway we've diverged enough from industrial lofts today and if you don't if you go to the LA loft blog and you don't see that article industrial loft if you don't see it front and center just go to the upper right corner in the search box and then type industrial loft and then you'll find it. All right, thanks for joining me. Uh, I also got uh, someone who replied to my Los Angeles post a couple days ago. I wrote a post about Los Angeles and in the, mostly in the news that day was the you know the virus and people being scared over the winter spike. And so I ended up writing the whole article about the hysteria, the main problem being hysteria, the virus, the pandemic, is the weakest, most overreacted pandemic in history. Uh, Because if you just compare it, if you pull out the history books and look at real pandemics, we have written histories of pandemics for the last thousand years or more so it's not that difficult to even though they don't come around every day well today they come around every day but they a real pandemic the serious ones where people should be really uh, concerned and maybe even alarmed would be the pandemics that would kill Uh, anywhere from 32% of entire continents. Uh, That means one out of every three people in Europe killed, uh, not from this weak pandemic of today, but of a real pandemic called the Black Death of the year 1350. That was a good example of a real serious and extremely deadly pandemic uh, where bodies are were piled up in the streets and they had to come by and 
you know, people with those strange masks came by, those masks that looked like giant bird's beaks would come by and pick up the dead bodies uh, almost daily for like uh, several years. So that killed one out of every three people. So, I mean, the, the, the numbers are being uh, hidden. I mean, I've been following censorship. I've always been against censorship. It's, it's crazy to not show breasts on television, to teach kids that breasts are bad, hidden, that bodies are bad, that sexuality is bad. I've always been against that type of censorship. And then today we have, and that was more probably more Republicans that were responsible for, for that type of censorship. Uh, the, um, you know, fundamentalist uh, religious folks and all that stuff. But today it's changed. The censorship is more insidious because the censorship is against political speech and it's against opposing viewpoints, including, uh, and the health crisis. I mean, you could just tell just by looking at who wants to overreact and who wants to underreact, that there is a political dividing line there. So it is the liberal, uh, ultra-liberal socialist crowd who wants to censor now. And the censor is worse than censoring breasts. It's about censoring political speech, and it's about censoring... Uh, opposing viewpoints. And it doesn't take a lot of thought to know how damaging it is uh, to society uh, when people want to censor opposing viewpoints. And they have been, the mainstream media uh, and the liberal politicians and the social media have been censoring opposing viewpoints when it comes to the hysteria. They censor me, they censor other people, they censor thousands of doctors. And it's not just the media that censors us. There's a, there's a desire of people who want to panic or they want the hysteria or they simply want to have the scapegoat of the virus to pin the blame on for various things. And also to benefit from being able to assert control over the government and over people's lives. And it's uh, previously, it was the fundamentalists who were wanting, when I was young, who wanted to exert that control. But and there's always been a struggle and a wrestling of who gets political control. And so today it happens to be the, uh, it's the same struggle, but it has uh, mutated things change, things mutate, society changes, the norms change, and the, um, the details change. But what's the most alarming thing to me is that people cannot find, people have a very hard time finding opposing viewpoints because the mainstream media and social media, they want uh, to maximize, they benefit from maximizing the hysteria, maximizing the panic, which they would call, from their point of view, uh, maximizing the, the concern, care, and, uh, and prevention is what they would call it. 
but in reality, it's destroying the economy, and they are, they are, the insidious part is that they are not allowing the truth to come out about the nature of the virus, that it is not very deadly compared to other historic pandemics. It's much less deadly. In fact, it's um, compare the Black Death of 1350 that killed one out of three people and our current uh, weak pandemic that kills zero out of three people. So again, the Black Death of 1350 killed approximately one out of three people. Today's uh, hysterical pandemic kills approximately zero out of three people. So there's, you can see, a uh, night and day difference uh, between that extremely deadly blood-borne pathogenic pandemic of the year 1350 to today's respiratory-based pandemic. And respiratory-based pandemics are always much less deadly and they burn themselves out quicker. So they kill fewer people, much fewer people, and they burn themselves out faster. They spread faster, they burn themselves out faster. The, um, the natural immunity builds up faster in the populations. So all those things are being kept from us, every, uh, and instead they're just saying, cases, 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 danger, danger, danger. And so that's what my loft blog post from a couple days ago was about. And then I got a reply from someone saying, oh, because I mentioned that the hospitals have been almost empty, which is true. And then now we are in the winter flu season. Fall and winter flu season is when you normally get a spike in, in uh, bad flu cases. And so, yeah, a few... Uh, Urgent care clinics and hospitals are seeing their very common fall, winter, cold weather spike when people go indoors and start spreading the flu to each other. And they're seeing that now. And so now, rather than giving it, they're not giving any of these things any analysis. They're not questioning, the mainstream news is not questioning anything they just uh, only spread panic and fear cases 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 danger 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 and when there is so little danger and in fact where the danger is is somewhere else the danger is in the the danger is in the uh, overreaction the danger is in the destruction of the economy. The economy is much, much worse. And they will not even question the economy now. Normally that would be the first thing out of, uh, out of the uh, mouths of the um, news media. And they, they don't even question Biden about the economy hardly. And they don't even question um, Trump hardly about the economy. Why? Because they benefit from 
the alarm concern because when it comes to news and pol- politicians, if it bleeds, it leads. They like the panic. It increases the readership of the newspapers, the news media, the news websites. Increases their advertising massively. So they make uh, directly a lot of money from that. It increases the money of the people who are directly getting paid, the doctors that are getting paid extra to, uh, to treat the virus, and the doctors that are getting paid extra for marking the name of the virus on to the paperwork that is submitted to the, to the Center for Disease Control. And the news media won't talk about uh, any of those details, and they won't talk about um, any, any criticism or anything about any of that stuff. Oh, that's a fun puppy. Oh, it's an excited puppy. Oh, he wants to play. He wants to play. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to play. You wanna play with the puppy? <laughs> Alright. As of course we are here to walk the dog and play with the dogs and the uh as a primary order of business. Secondary is uh doing uh business doing real estate and blog posts comes second. Um, so anyway, because people are being censored, it's important that people, the thousands of doctors who are against censorship, the thousands of doctors who are against hysteria, thousands of doctors who are against uh, damaging the economy, because many of them are some of them I should say are able to add up what are the economic effects and then when you have that much less money and you have that much less uh, effort because the effort of people going and getting cancer screenings the effects of people committing suicide doing drugs depression and add up all the ramifications people who are crashing their bulldozer because they're wearing a mask and it gets in the way or they can't hear each other. Someone's wearing a mask, they say, turn left. And the person hearing the, mus- the muffled director accidentally turns right and crashes. Uh, that's the sort of, th- sort of thing that's happening by the millions of those mistakes, those millions of problems. And then we have the economy that's 20% or 40% shut down right now. The economy is not designed to be shut down, so the economy is going to be punishing all of us for years, possibly years and years. So we have a very good uh, chance. Uh, I've uh, predicted people, you got to look at my blog from a year ago and you can see that I predicted a respiratory 
had, you know, an infectious respiratory problem. I have predicted the financial problem. And I'm someone who usually is gives good news about the economy, good news about the future, and I still have good news. And I've talked about how to make a billion dollars. I've talked about how to take advantage of all of this mess to make yourself more wealthy. And wealthy people tend to do that automatically. If there's a crisis, wealthy people, very successful entrepreneurs will automatically figure out how to take advantage of that. That's why Warren Buffett, for the first time ever in his 50, 60, 70 years of investments, the first time ever he sold a bunch of banking stocks and bought gold stocks, gold mining stocks, because those do well during a lengthy economic hardship. And so I tend to agree with, with uh, Warren Buffett 95% of the time. I even agree with him to a certain extent on Bitcoin. He's, even though he doesn't 